Welcome to the Athena Wellness Podcast, the show that invites you to take a seat around the community fire and listen to stories that inspire. I'm your host, Kathy Robinson, author, coach, and founder of Athena Wellness, a company that's dedicated to supporting you on your journey to live more wholeheartedly. Hello and welcome. Thanks so much for joining me for the shortened Wellness Wednesday episode, a little midweek boost to help keep your warrior vibe high. Today I'm joined once again by Sandy Stream, author of The Courage Circle, How to Live in Truth and Dare. During this discussion, Sandy shares insights on how to find our way back to ourselves in times of transition and the importance of living from the heart. And now on to the show. I hope you find this conversation helpful. Once again, I'm joined by author Sandy Stream. Welcome back, Sandy. Thanks, Kathy. Happy to be here. So, Sandy, I'd love to speak to the listeners, many of whom are facing midlife transitions, including leaving long-term careers like both you and I have recently done. And in many of these cases, these transitions are a return to their true self after many years of living in accordance with external expectations. And so my question is, how might they begin to find their way back to themselves? For me, I think one important thing is to evaluate the relationships around you. If um, your relationships around you are dismissive, it's just going to make this that much harder, right? So uh, if, for example, Kathy, you just left your career and then, you're like, you know, I'm not sure what to do right now. Um, you know, I've done this job all the time. I have no clue who I am, you know, which is a typical feeling. What do you think? And, you know, maybe what if I can go, there's some group that I heard of, of women that, uh, you know, that they do this little arts and craft thing at the community center. I'm thinking maybe should I just go there and see what happens? And your partner's like, well, I mean, that's not going to bring you any happy or whatever. Or if, you have relationships which don't respect or or value your feelings, or if you say, well, I'm really sad, I think I should do whatever, and the person's like, well, I mean, why don't you just exercise more or, you know, do that kind of behavior? That's going to not help somebody start to follow themselves. And even though it takes time and it's a it's a path, and but those moves are actually very important and very necessary so that, you know, that quick feeling of maybe I should join that group. That's something, in my opinion, pretty much to follow that. Like if you felt that, just follow that. And so I would evaluate the relationship so that um, each person could slowly start to discover themselves without having people around them, just making it that much harder and creating, you know, second guessing yourself and you're right, it is stupid. I should, you know, then you're like in your head, second guessing. And what you really want to go towards is starting to trust those uh, inner guidance signals that are happening. In your book, The Courage Circle, there's a, a quote that I really liked. You write, it takes no energy to act in accordance with intuition and the true self, being fluid and open. In the heart, we have a flame which expands as we express our truth and slowly uncover our purpose. Life is energetic. Don't underestimate your life story. Live your essence unapologetically. Find out what touches your heart and look for what's effortless. Mm. 
And so my question is, what kind of practices do you suggest to help people connect to this energy and this essence? Um, yeah, so I mean, many people talk about the monkey mind, the head versus the body, the feelings, emotions. When I think one of the most powerful practices is doing any kind of heart opening whatever. So there's things in Qigong, there's, you know, uh, Heart Math Institute does things, there's just meditations on, you know, uh, heart chakras, everything that's heart, literally to start to breathe from the heart. And this um, feeling your heart all the time, you know, eventually you start to feel yourself more because you're not just thinking, you actually literally start to feel. So I would, uh, I think those are good practices. Uh, and if someone's having a struggling a lot with, you know, anxieties and all kinds of things, I think one of the most important practices is people call it grounding as if it's a word, but, you know, literally grounding means to sit on the ground or at least stand, but I would say sit on the ground because, you know, just if you know anything about like uh, electricity, right, they have to ground the electricity into the ground and often um, getting just on earth, it's that simple, just sit there, go on the grass, sit on the ground and our, you know, the electricity that's too much in the head, you know, can go down through the body and into the earth and ground. And so if you breathe doing that, it's even better, like imagining you know, energy coming up from the earth and then taking that mess and putting it right back down. Uh, I think that's a super practice for um, starting to get in touch with yourself deeper and, and you know, uh, calming the overthinking mind that's there. Mm, I love that. And just one follow-up. You talk about the brain as being the calculator, which, you know, years in corporate, I actually, I love that analogy because that's exactly what it is right it's trying to calculate what that next move is and it's always very busy and has limitless energy it seems at times and then when we're moving more from this courageous place we're dropping down into our heart and that i always say the head to the heart journey is probably the longest yet the most important journey you'll ever take in your life mm. not an easy one not something that's super intuitive when you're in calculator mind, which some of us has spent decades in. So when we catch ourselves, you know, when, when we're trying to live from the heart, but we catch ourselves, our calculator taking over, what are some things that we can do to kind of bring ourselves back down? Uh, I love that idea of grounding, but are there other things that we might be able to help catch ourselves in the moment and make another choice? Uh, yeah, I mean, meditation is the obvious one, right? Because when you feel your breathing, but you must have said that many millions of times, I'm sure in your episodes, but you feel your body, your breath, etc. So I won't go into uh, that one much, but that certainly can help to, you know, choose one breathing practice uh, that works for you. Some people like the 4444, the box breathing one or others. Um, sometimes what I use myself when I when I find myself like, thinking way, way too much, I actually massage myself, like my hands, you know, I'll do like, you know, it just brings me back <laughs> to here. So that's a very simple one uh, that I sometimes do to bring me back. And um, like I said, I sit on the floor, sitting on the floor for me has huge impact or lying on my back on the floor, even for two minutes and deciding that I'm not getting up. It's a very big one because once your body goes into 
stillness, you know, if you decide that this is now a practice of stillness, the calculator, it's not that it gives up, but it realizes, okay, we're not doing anything right now. <laughs> In a way, like, can't do anything. So it might go into a little bit of a difference. So whoever hasn't tried it, you can try uh, yoga nidras are very powerful um, practices to bring you back in the body. You're basically lying down and somebody guides you towards feeling every part of your body, but you're not moving. You're just sensing every part of the body. So that really brings you into the body. And uh, you've also chosen not to move during that process. Uh, and they also have something in there where you're looking for things from your heart space, whatever. So that works nice. And I'm also a huge fan of everything sound. So sound also brings us back to, so sometimes I'll put, and it's not even that I know what they mean or anything, but I put mantras and play in my head and, you know, the sound bowls and everything else, everything sound, you know, will vibrate in our bodies and, and helps bring us back to your body. So you have to find one that you like and, you know, those things can help uh, also to bring us back here in the reality, basically, as opposed to in the head, which is not reality. So the senses put the calculator to sleep. Yeah, the senses are in the body, right? And But including your emotions, even saying, I feel mad or I feel, real, you know, that's still also in the body, right? It's not only our senses of our feelings as well, you know, going, going in the body as well. And then one last, I, I said the, the last question was going to be the last question, but you just said yeah, that's okay. the difference in navigating through life, through the heart versus the head. If there was one big difference, what would that be? So for me, um, so again, maybe this brings us back to the discussion we've had uh, on the other episode about power, right? So if we're going to make a choice, what are we choosing based on? Like, what are you, what information are you choosing from to make the choice? Are you choosing from, um, so the thinking calculator would be worrying basically, right? Worrying about the future. So it'll make the choice from that place versus when in your heart space, um, you're feeling what you should do. And obviously, you don't know the outcome. So you're actually choosing without outcome because it feels right, which is different than choosing thinking you know the outcome, you didn't feel if it's good or not, and you actually don't know the outcome. It's an, and it's an illusion. So in this way, for me, when you choose um, from what you're feeling, your choices are actually going to be more well, correct, meaning they're in the right direction for you because you're feeling the direction, even though you don't know what's going to happen, but this feels right, as opposed to, I think this is going to happen. I have no idea what it feels like for me, but I think that might happen or this might happen, but it has nothing to do with what's the right thing for you, right? So it's a different, um, it's not as good as a decision for things going in the right direction, right direction being a natural direction, not right versus wrong in the other words, but what's your natural way of moving in the world? I love it. Does that make sense? It does. And we've come full circle, full courage circle. Full courage I circle. I might say, yes. So again, <laughs> I thank you so much for your time today, Sandy. Appreciate it. I'll link everything up in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Kathy. Really appreciate you. 
Thank you so much for joining me today. I know there are many ways you can spend your time. Thank you for choosing to spend it with me. Until our paths cross again, be kind to yourself and show your warrior spirit some love. If you know anyone who could benefit from today's episode, please pass it on. And many thanks for supporting the show by subscribing and leaving a review. It means a lot, and it helps others find their way to our circle. If you'd like to access the show notes, have a question you'd like addressed on a future episode, or would like a transcript of this episode, visit www.athenawellness.com slash podcast. Until next time, be well.